0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart a better formula for formula. Learn more at ByHeart.com.
1: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs
2: Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the h Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, we were joined by Martin Kellner, as always, He was on Good Form with a week of sport on TV.
3: Stan had a lot Stan Collingwood had a lot to say about the weekend week not the weekend's big talking points. the week's big talking he boys.
2: certainly did <laughs> yeah we did a bit of Harry Kane he was interested on Gareth Southgate and stuff he said in his interview with Jim white today so uh, I think you'll enjoy that um we had what else to we do we had a chat didn't we, had we? A chat.
3: I quite liked uh, Playing Dean Saunders' impersonation of Rupert Bell to Rupert Bell. Oh, yeah. And hearing Rupert Bell's impersonation of Dean Saunders. Well, we will
2: have a little bit of Rupert and Lizzie uh, and the racing today. We always bring you a little flavour of that because we've had four live races. So that should do it. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Annie.
3: Good afternoon, Paul. We can start with that one if you want, because I've, I've got a thought on that.
2: Yeah, um, things you always take with you. Apparently, somebody spotted a flight case with uh, sort of from Beyonce's mm. road crew, and it, in it were toilet seats. Mm. Um, I don't yeah. know if it's just one of those apocryphal stories or whatever, but they claim that um, <laughs> she has l- loose seats flown around the world, <laughs> Uh, and she will only sit on a seat that's never been sat on before. How
3: rich do you have to be before you lose touch with reality? Yeah, do you know what I mean, this person growing up when she was a young girl, and you ever, if you said, to her, you know, one day you'll be insisting on a new toilet seat every everywhere you go, she'd say, oh, "I won't. I'm not the sort of person that <laughs> would do that." It just
2: sounds. It prob. I mean, who knows? This is the well, story. It might not be true, this is the story that's out th- there at the seems, moment.
3: You know, there w- there was a case with toilet seats written on it.
2: Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean I that felt a bit on the, the nose. Kids, yeah, yeah, you can't again gotta put a little sticker on the front. But anyway, look, let's work on the basis that it is true and Beyonce likes to take a toilet seat. I mean she does not want to pick something up on the world tour, does she? That wouldn't be that wouldn't be yeah, ideal. Yeah. Um so uh it's true, isn't it? You well, know it's, it's un- very true, yes. It's, it's, it's <laughs> unlikely. What's it's this, an old joke man. like that, wasn't it? Must have yeah. got it off a toilet seat. But we won't do the punchline at this time of day. <laughs> so um Where were we? Yeah, things you always take with you. My mum had a friend, Ivy, God rest her soul, lovely lady, and uh, she always took... A sandwich with her wherever she went she lived in canvey she'd mm. come and see my mum in north yes. london mm. she'd get the train or she'd drive or whatever mm. and uh I, I when i'd go around i'd see her now and again i said i don't know why are you said still carrying a sandwich around the outcome the old sandwich she kind of knew it was quirky and a bit strange <laughs>
4: really? i think That's
3: it came weird you know, was it the same sandwich?
2: no wasn't <laughs> the same sandwich that would be like moldy old <laughs> do you know what i think it came from the war I think oh, it was really? because, you know, there was, was, gone she's always... Fr- I mean, I don't know, even... It was a bit odd, though, in back 1993, she <laughs> thought there could be another bombing raid <laughs> on Stone Newington. So she just in case she got caught in one of the shelters, she'd have a sandwich. Yeah. But, you know, in, in all seriousness, I think there is... That's, it just hmm. became a habit for whatever reason. So what do you always take with you? What do you always take with you somewhere? We'd love to know. You always take your own. Hmm. Um, much like Beyoncé's toilet seat and uh Auntie Ivy's sandwich talkport talksport dot <laughs> talk com forward slash h and j text eight ten eighty nine or tweet to t s h and j or tell us in person o three seven one seven double three double four double yeah number mm. double check oh, it that out o three seven one seven double two double three double four double five double six double seven double eight no that's not right don't we i'll give you the right number in a minute <laughs> b Be- I just got on a roll then. I couldn't stop saying numbers. It was almost like bingo. Beyonce should try sitting on one of my port I take it in the building trade. I don't think... She won't be using one of those. She loves when, Andy's
3: loo's. Yes,
2: that's right. When she does a festival, I, I doubt very much whether uh, Beyonce does that. Anyway, uh, Andy.
3: Yes. Now, last night I was looking, as all fans do at this time of the year, I think especially Premier League fans, but I think all fans... You, you're checking your timelines all the time. You're looking at your social media... Who are we signing? Who's it? Is it? The, but the worst one so far came up for me. That's one that I completely and utterly wasn't interested in. Hmm. Although I do accept that if you, with these two clubs, you'll find this interesting. But Fabrizio Romano, the classic in-the-know transfer guru. The governor might somewhat say governor, that in yeah. that
2: sphere, yeah.
3: He, he tweeted, but I love the fact that he tweets, he, he has the same amount of excitement for every deal. So it could be Mbappe to Real Madrid. And yeah. It could be, you know, somebody else, Or it could be this one. AEK Athens are closing in on a deal to sign Argentine striker Ezekiel Ponce from Elche.
2: I think he's Ponce, so, isn't well, he? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Whatever Here we go <laughs> Boom Yes Ponce I think Yeah whatever Yeah <laughs> It's great isn't it Uh and Chelsea buying another player from Brighton It's, it's classic isn't it it's Yeah really, It's really brilliant I think they said Why don't you just <laughs> buy Brighton oh, well, I've, I've got a line there Yeah they're basically mm. I, I think Tom Bode should buy the uh, Should buy the Amex Lease it back to Brighton for nothing Yeah <laughs> It's great, isn't it? Honestly, they must love it. Oh, they must. Tony Bloom, Paul Barr must uh, have it. Must, oh, Todd's been on the phone again. It's fantastic. Honestly, they yeah. must. I, you can imagine that you don't know any of this, but you can imagine they said, "Well, look, give us a bit more for Sanchez, and then we'll take a bit off the Casado deal. That will be fair, would not it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds very good. Okay, we'll give you twenty-five million for Sanchez. Oh, yeah. And by the way, we're not selling you Casado. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Third choice bloke. Well, they didn't want. We all know twenty-five you're gonna,
2: million. We all know you are going to end up paying hundred million in about <laughs> oh, three weeks' sake, time it's after
3: ridiculous. the first game finishes in a one all I, I mean I, I think Deservey's a really brilliant manager and a lot of what he says is tongue in cheek But <coughs> I did think this was a bit rich he says if Moises leaves <coughs> we have to replace him with the great players this year we play in the Europa League unlike Chelsea you think you're yeah, right, man that's one season well, I, right. why don't you measure it against five league titles and two Champions Leagues I'd shut up if well, I was it, it is Brighton versus Chelsea though that's the difference I don't care what happens this season as long as we finish above Brighton <laughs> I couldn't care <laughs> about anything get else so bitter. <laughs> What do you think
2: Moises Sa Do you think he's
3: that he will be leaving? I just wish they'd buy somebody else just for the sake of it. I don't yeah. buy Just I don't think that would upset Brighton. Uh, it means they keep one of their best so players. Much money, you know, really. It's ridiculous, but yeah. it's like you can't find I mean that isn't you know the, the director of recruiting was at Brighton wasn't he? So, you know, you think to yourself, look, there are other clubs other than Brighton. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know you may have done this work before, but do a, it again with somebody else. It's a testament to
2: the brilliant job they do, though. That team David Weir and everybody there. Yeah, in but it's finding so ridiculous. Finding good, good talent and selling it on for a profit when they need to. We'll end
3: up like Southampton. They'll they'll overdo it once.
2: <laughs> they will. <laughs> so bitter. So bitter.
3: And what about Axel De Zazie?
2: What do we yeah, know about Yeah, well, him? I don't
3: know anything about him. But Julien Laurent, who's a fine judge of these things, thinks he's a brilliant player. Rates him, yeah. Somebody. He's come to your guys for... He's yeah. basically...
2: He's, he's a, Isn't he a sort of a backup until... Um, for, for Farners Farners, Farners
3: out for the whole season by the wow, way. It's a bad bad
2: injury. anyway we may touch on transfers uh, later on I'm sure we will with Stan Collymore um, we've got uh, the, uh, don't forget this evening we've got live football tonight yes it's uh, Sheffield Wednesday Southampton uh, the EFL kicks off we are the station for EFL of course Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2 and um, with that mind Adrian Clark will be here uh, joining us very shortly uh, he is a, a commentator on the EFL man who played at every level from Conference South to the Prem mm. and uh, he does an EFL podcast and we'll take a look at tonight's Game and Beyond with Adrian very shortly. Will Mell is going to join us for a bit of a chat. And we'll have four live races for you this afternoon, kicking off with the Coral Goodwood Handicap at one fifty. Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly, that's all to come. Um, so do tell us the stuff you always take with you. Beyonce takes the toilet seat. My old mum's mate, Ivy, always took a sandwich. What do you always <laughs> take with you? I take my wolfy pajamas everywhere," says Paul, age fifty-seven from uh, Stafford. He's up the wolves, so he takes his wolves pajamas wherever he goes.
3: <laughs> well, even somewhere that's boiling hot. Yeah,
2: quite possibly, which is m- most of Europe at yeah. the moment, isn't it? talksport.com dot forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to TSH and J or three seven one seven double two double three double four. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time to go racing. Then their first race is in. Four minutes time. Mm. Calling them home as always is Rupert Baum former jump jockey Lizzie Kelly. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, now, uh, we, we left you yesterday. Uh, you shook the old man off, you and Izzy, your producer, last night, Lizzie. So did you did you make the best of it? Were you dancing uh, until three in the morning?
5: We made the best of it by having a quick dinner and going to bed at, uh, at a well, prompt Point.
2: Right, unlike Rupert Sands, should we have one more bottle? I've been yeah. where Rupert says... <laughs> we all know you? that one. You're just about to go to bed, it's like Cheltenham, you're in the hotel, and he says, we could have just one more. And he goes, to, he goes to the loo and he comes back with another bottle of red wine. He's lethal, isn't he?
5: Yeah, yeah, so we managed to avoid all of
6: that last night. Um... I didn't.
2: No, <laughs> I see, OK.
6: What did, what did you do, Rupert?
2: Well, Maybe I... you went dancing solo. Uh, uh,
6: no, I went to... I've, I, I, funny enough, I've got some friends. Oh, really? Uh, so, so, Kept them <laughs> quiet <laughs> i went to stay with some friends oh lovely and um they had a lovely lovely dinner there mm. uh, down by the sea nice. and um that red wine was consumed
3: oh beautiful! i must say i had to laugh this morning i was listening to breakfast and Dean Saunders decided to start doing you. It was, well, wasn't the most accurate impression but it was very we're amusing. We're going to hear it in
2: a moment Ruth, <laughs> but we're going to give you a right to reply but oh. hopefully
3: we'll hear your Dean Saunders impression
2: after this race. <laughs>
6: well I think it's as bad as his as mine. Yeah. Anyway, Whatever the phrase is anyway. <laughs>
2: so we've got the Coral Goodwood yeah. Handicap to kick us off. Quite a big field Lizzie. this one. What do you favour?
5: um yeah loads of horses with interlocking form in this i really like tritonic um he's an each way choice for me he ran in the ascot stakes in amongst these horses um he's actually a dual purpose horse you'll see him running over hurdles in the winter um but yeah a lot of them have sort of run in the same races calling the wind won the northumberland plate most recently um law of the sea also ran in that had a unlucky time really um got kind of um, bumped and barged around a little bit so yeah there's plenty of horses in here who've be, who've met before and been pretty pretty close in terms of finishing positions so it'll be interesting to see um kind of how it all works itself out today and it's
6: a, one a rarity it's obviously jump racing it's a flag start mm-hmm. and but here because it they start right in front of the grandstand they can't move the stalls off right. um, so it's a flag start ah. so it's a it's a quirk there this they have it here and the only other course that you're liable to see a <coughs> Flag start is um, Salisbury. Um, let's, it's gonna, let's gonna, this country is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be good, isn't it? It's gonna <laughs> yeah, be tremendous really for water. <laughs> yeah. I'll just have a set of water. But it's two and a half miles. It's a long one too. Yeah, so may, uh, during it, uh, you, you may be hearing a lot of Lizzie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Saunders
3: is on standby to take over. <laughs> yes, just in case there's somebody <laughs> where, who can
2: do this. Well, what about you, Rupert? In this way, what, what do you favour?
6: Um, well, I think Robert Johnson. I think is interesting. Oh. Um, Philip Kirby's a runner, who's been. On a bit of a run, it's got a got a nice a good apprentice on board. Paula Muir, she's doing well. A big chance for her. Uh, so I, I like the look of that one. And Gordon Elliott sent one over as well um, uh, for a Tronador. Might just be an interesting one as well in this race. Um, but it's it's very open indeed.
3: I'm not betting today. The fun stopped for me on Wednesday. Yeah. Really? I'm, afraid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm playing with the
2: bookies' money. i do win her in the i win her in the four o'clock yesterday. Almost oh, well somebody gave me a little tip and uh, late on and. Uh, Came in at uh, about 20, 28 to 1, I think. Oh, right. So 28
3: well, quid for you. Yeah, it's good. I thought Robert Johnson was a jockey. I was looking for him down there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's always a joy when you listen to a race and the horse you're on, Vino Vitrix doesn't get one mention. <laughs> was, it, was it a non-runner? Uh, and then,
5: he was mentioned. I one, did mention like right at the back.
6: Right at the back. Sorry. Yeah, was it.
2: Tremendous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I was kind of, it was probably quite useful that uh, Gaggio did uh, fall back because I was a bit worried about you having the same... Uh, Reese Clutterbuck again, Rupert. I thought it was a, it was an accident waiting to happen.
6: Yeah. Well, I, I Lizzie always insists that I try and mention the jockeys, yeah, um, if I can, and uh, I, I gave it a go with Reese Clutterbuck. Yeah, well done, you. Man- you
5: managed one of seventeen Not in a bad. two and a half mile race. Great. Oh, it's great. I
6: love working with Lizzie. We will.
2: Um, we will. Bring you the Dean Saunders impersonation of uh, Rupert he did on breakfast a little bit later on. but So we're back to you later, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you. Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly. We're commentary of our first race. We're back with them at 2.25 for the next race, which is the Bonhams Thoroughbred stakes. Lovely. Uh, a much smaller field for Rupert to get to grips with. Um, so uh, yeah, more live racing for you. Um, we'll be chatting to Stan Collymore looking at the big stories of the day and indeed the week, the world of football and we're joined by the inaugural winner of the Sean Locke Comedy Award Manchester United fan, Eric Rushton all in the next hour.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast <laughs>
2: Time then to uh, look at some of the big stories of the day and indeed the week in the company of uh, Villa fan, former Liverpool Villa striker and England striker, Stan Collymore. Mm. Hey
7: Stan. Gentlemen, how are you? Good, thank you. you look, good? we're going
2: to start with, um, with gender setting today talk sport. Gareth Southgate was on with uh, Jim and uh, Stuart Pearce a little bit earlier on. Very interesting chat. Uh, I I know you were listening. There's something you want to uh, comment on. So let's hear from Gareth. They were talking about Jordan Henderson and his move to Saudi, and Gareth said that some will say that Jordan Henderson's actions speak louder than his words.
1: Is Henderson saying he doesn't support that community anymore? Well, no, he isn't. But, of course, people are going to say his actions are, you know, the reverse of that. Look, in the end... I, I. it's hard for me to answer. I'm not the one that's taken that decision. <laughs> he, he, at some point, I'm sure he's going to need to explain that decision, will be interviewed as to what his thinking was, why, he, you know, how he feels about it. I, I think players have a lot to consider. Clearly, finance in this situation has been a huge factor. There's, there's no escaping that for all of the players that have gone there. Yeah. No, the, the league wouldn't be attracting the level of players it has without the finance.
2: Gareth Southgate with Jim White and Stuart Pearce earlier on. Gareth also said it doesn't mean the end of Jordan's England career necessarily. Stan, what did you make of it?
7: Yeah, well, I think it should be the end of Jordan's England career, and, and that's somebody that's a huge fan of Jordan Henderson. I think he's been a fantastic captain for Liverpool. I think he's been a fantastic. He's been one of the main drivers of the sort of change in atmosphere from um, England dressing rooms that were very stodgy. England players didn't enjoy joining up with training camps for many years. And Gareth, (coughs) along with Jordan, were two main drivers of that to make it more fun for younger players like the Grealishes and Sackers, Foden's and what have you. So I'm a huge fan of Jordan Henderson. Uh, It's not easy being Liverpool captain at a time, you know, when they won the trophies that they did. They broke the glass ceiling of winning the Premier League. So let me just state for the record that Jordan Henderson, I like the man and I like the player. <clears throat> but the reality is, is that the Football Association as one of the, of, of the most important sporting bodies in England have for quite some time been a huge advocate for inclusion and diversity. They've gone out of their way to say, we do want to make sure that everybody feels included um, to be able to play football, to be able to participate in football and to be able to support football. Gareth is at the apex of that. And as we all know, Gareth has spoken very, very well over many years about diversity, about inclusion, about things like when, you know, the three black players missed penalties at the Euros and the support that they got from inside the camp. So how he can go, come on, and, and look, Gareth and I have played with each other at Crystal Palace. We're both youngsters together. And at Aston Villa he's my captain. We, we, we know each other very, very well is that it is very difficult for him. But I also do think an England manager, the importance of the role should come out and say, Jordan or anybody else that plays in the Saudi Pro League, because of the stance on LGBTQ plus issues, will not be considered for a selection for any England team in support of the groups that we have supported over a number of years. Otherwise, it makes no sense. It is really that simple.
3: Mm-hmm. And also, we don't know... You were talking about this this morning. It looks like it might get covered on British TV, UK TV, but... Mm. A, is anybody going to be interested in B? How good is it going to be, well, the stand? I was thinking, Stan,
2: apparently Sky, it says Martin Lipton in the Sun, they've shown an interest in it. One or two other broadcasters are interested because of the, the amount of people that are going there. But, and, but apparently they want quite a lot of money for it. So it's sharpening, focusing the minds of those broadcasters. But if I was them, they don't need the money. They should give it to a terrestrial broadcaster for nothing. They just need eyes yeah. on it, mm, basically. Absolutely.
7: I think that if you remember, there was all the B B B in versus B out, the sort of illegal streaming thing from that, that was allegedly came from Saudi years ago. I would be very very surprised if one of the big tactical and strategic tool, tools that Saudi the PIF um, use is is either buying or creating a new broadcaster. Why would you have all of these players going to all of these clubs uh, around Saudi Arabia and saying? we want to create one of the world's best leagues in double-quick time mm. if you then don't broadcast it, like you say, for free. Now, it's okay going, whether it be to radio stations and offer it for free or Sky or TNT as it is now, but I think you'll see a really huge play over the next five to six years of a Saudi broadcaster just coming out from nowhere and firing it to the world. But going back to the point that I was making about... um Jordan Henderson, I Hmm. think it would be a really big statement. Don't forget, there are gay footballers that are undoubtedly going to be playing at varying levels Hmm. of men's and women's game, wearing the three lions. And for the England manager to say, I'm not going to stop picking him, and Jordan's got to make his decision when he comes out and he has to, it's a bit bit too ambiguous. And I think that the FA need to make a stand and that stand should be anybody going to Saudi Arabia to play uh, until the culture changes. And it's not our right to change anybody's culture. That's going to depend on Saudi Arabia, as it was with Qatar. Didn't stop broadcasters going to Qatar. But if you're in a position whereby you go out of your way to support a specific cause, and then are seem to be rowing back from it, um, then I think you can be labelled a hypocrite. And I think that at the moment, Gareth and Jordan are, are treading a very fine line um, between being... We've gone out there for the money. I hope everybody understands to being, I'm a hypocrite. I was a big advocate for LGBTQ plus issues, but the paycheck was too big to turn it down. I think that doesn't sit well with many England fans, to be honest. It's, it's a strange, strange decision to as well. It's yeah. not like
3: you're going from like, you know, I don't know, thousand pounds a month to something. He went from a massive amount of money to an even more massive amount of money, but he probably had you're enough right, money. Andy. It's a strange and decision
7: and I've spoken to a lot of people in the game, just sort of messages back back and forward, and it it becomes that argument, how much money do you need? Mm. And, you know, there used to be so many games. I mean, we used to play on the back of of team coaches many years ago. You know, you'd you'd be having a a, a train journey or a coach journey from Liverpool to Spurs or whatever. And often this sort of moral dilemma question would come up and it'd be like, would you go to, would you play for Scunthorpe United for 100 grand or Man United for a grand. And people, so you'd have half that would say, Man United, it's the club, it's the following in the footsteps of George Best and mm. Canton, these guys. And then some of the players would go, 100 grand, I feed my family for the rest of my life and some. And Jordan Henderson will look at it and say, it's quite simple. I have now been able to set a legacy for my family for. Not just this generation, not just for my kids, but for my children's children's children, if they look after it properly. So I completely understand the want and the need to, to earn money and to not have a limit on what money you earn. But I think that a lot of people are looking at it and saying he's gone from being Liverpool Football Club captain with a really sort of whiter than white image, a really good lad that sticks his neck above the parapet for issues Uh He's now sold out. And it just just doesn't look good. It doesn't matter what Gareth does or doesn't say. At some point, if this trickle becomes a flood, and in two or three years' time there are four or five players getting into their 30s that go to Saudi, that the FA can have a problem. So deal with it now.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Stan Collingwell's with us. We're going to talk Harry Kane. d date for Harry Kane, if you believe what you read on social media today, with an improved offer coming in from Bayern. We'll get Stan's take on that. Talk a bit of West Ham squeezing a bit of Wolves as well as we can. And more besides. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
2: Stan Collingmore with us looking at the big stories of the week. And yeah, Stan, social media reliable stories today of uh, yeah, D Day for Harry Kane. A new offer has gone in from Bayern, which is around uh, above, they say, 100 million euros. I don't know how much, whether it's enough to please Daniel Levy. But um, they kind of need to make the call in, in the next 24 hours, seems to be the word. So, what's your take on what's going on with Harry?
7: Yeah, I mean, I think that. that... From a purely business, I know we chatted about this a few weeks back when this saga started, Um, it it, it doesn't make Spurs as a club look good. It makes the, I mean, you, I heard what Andy said earlier, and you're right, sort of Daniel leaving it to the, to the wire. But from a purely business decision, if you're a businessman and somebody comes in and says, this guy can go for free at the end of one year down the line, or you can take the 75 million euros plus the add-ons, which if he meets makes it 100 million euros, It's a no-brainer. His age, um, the fact that you could argue that he's he's peaked at Tottenham, he's done everything that you would want a striker and a player and an ambassador for a club want to do. There is little else other than win a trophy, and that will be arguable this season. I think that we're going to see clubs that last season that weren't competitive being back to being competitive. So I think it will be... (laughs) <laughs> even a little bit more difficult than last season to win a trophy for Spurs and Ange Postacogli that I hope he's given the chance to succeed because I think he's a very good manager. I think he'll be a very good Spurs manager. But Bayern Munich have come in. They obviously want him. I think that they haven't looked great in this because they should have come in and said, look, we know what we're dealing with. We know who we're dealing with. Let's put 100 on the nose, take it or leave it. This is the, the, the date that we need it done by. Or we're going to look to other targets, and Bayern Munich will always get other targets. Um, but they obviously want him badly. I think for Harry Kane, I think it would be a really good move. I'm sick to death of people saying he's got kids and a wife. So I've 75 percent of other <laughs> footballers. I don't know why Harry Kane is seen as different. Um, that he needs to live in and around, um, sort of whether it be Berkshire or 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 Buckinghamshire or Hertfordshire because he, he he's got a family and a and a wife. You know, many players have. I think it will be an amazing experience for him. There are very few players that go to Bayern Munich. remember Gary Neville speaking about sort of the little things that Manchester United copied in the early Champions League days from Bayern. Bayern drive their own bus over if they're playing Manchester United or Manchester City. Their own team bus drives all the way to Manchester. The little things that make it a little bit easier for a player. I think that Harry would enjoy that. I think that with the Euros uh, less than a year away, I think that it would be you know, latter stages of the Champions League for him a really a, a new challenge that would re-fire uh, him up again. Um, but in terms of Spurs as a club, they just need to make that decision and say, Harry, we're not letting you go. We'll let you go on a free. I mean, if Daniel's very clever, he'll say, Harry is going nowhere. He's going to have his last dance with Spurs this season. It's going to be one long, uh, season-long farewell tour. And because he broke Jimmy Greaves' record, because he's been a great club ambassador, because he's one of our own, we're going to give him a golden free transfer. That's the only way that it could be really shaped. But mm. I don't think even that'll happen. So I know that a lot of people out there today, a lot of uh, in the nose, as you've said, have said today's D-Day. I don't think it will be. I don't think D-Day exists. Um <laughs> no, uh, when, when you can keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I think that Bayern will. But if it's me and they said, this is the cutoff tonight... And that came and went, and I was Harry Kane. I'd go in tomorrow morning and say, I had an amazing time. I, d- I want my legacy to be intact, but I want to go to Bayern Munich and, and try a different challenge.
2: I think if Ange poster I think he'd like it to be D-Day because he yeah. needs to know what it he's, does not he help help what he's exactly. doing. Exactly. Yeah.
7: He needs to know what he's doing. Having
3: so. a player that's going to go all season, even a player as good as Kane, does not help him. It doesn't. No. The only, thing that's, the only way it works is he stays, Spurs have a great season, he signs a new contract. That's the only way it that, works. That, that,
7: that's, that's a, a big possibility, risk. but you, you make a great point about Ange because it could also be construed. You know, maybe I will have time to just touch on David Moyes. But mm. when managers have the rug pulled from underneath them, or, it, or when it seems to be that the manager isn't calling the shots, um, you'd want a manager like Ange Postacoglu, big character, to go, to come out and say, "I want Kane to stay this season. If we let him go for a free net at the end of the end of season, so be it." or I want the €100 million because I want to play that back into the team. He's a new manager, and he's a manager that has come, hasn't come has come from a huge, he's come from a huge club in Celtic, but from a huge footballing background where fans would go, yeah, we expect this from Ange, for him to be now coming out and briefing media to say, I want that €100 million pounds, I want it dealt with quickly. And it makes Ange's uh, p- p- position a little bit awkward. So whichever way you look at it, Daniel Levy holds the key here, and Daniel needs to make a decision on behalf of not just himself, but the club for Ange and for Harry Kane. Mm.
2: We've got a couple of minutes or so on, on West Ham because we've got the live race coming up, Stan. But interested to get your thoughts. Uh, I know a lot of West Ham fans are restless about the lack of uh, business they've done so far with the Declan Rice money burning mm. hole in their pocket. Well, what's your take on it?
7: Well, I, I think that that David Moyes should have gone out on his chariot um, at the uh, after the Conference League final. Um, because it was a poor Premier League season, let's not forget, for West Ham last season. So I think that to get a European trophy, Declan Rice's swan song, that it could have doubled up as David Moyes' swan song. And I think that that would have, would have, for most West Ham fans, been acceptable. They could have then looked forward to a new manager. The rumours that Julian Lopetegui isn't happy at uh-huh. Wolves, a, a manager of that calibre, I'm sure, would walk into to West Ham United. Um is that I think he deserved better. If you're going to keep him, if you're going to say, right, you've won the trophy, we get back to um, the training ground, new season ahead, that I think that he deserved some of the, or if not all of the rice money to be able to to uh, to move forward. That's not the case. I know that um, West Ham have got a new director of football and he apparently has put the kibosh on potentially getting James Ward pros. As we all know, when a new director of football comes in and he has some clout and he has some power... That usually doesn't bode well for the managers. So if they're butting heads already on transfers on day one, I would suggest that David Moyes either will turn around and walk, or they may give him the first 10-15 games of the season, and then there'll be some excuse given, and, and West Ham will will look to go elsewhere. I just think from a West Ham club perspective, treating a manager so poorly and not backing a manager that has just won you a first piece of European silverware in since the, the black and white era, is a really poor way of doing business from West Ham United.
2: We never got round to Wolves. That could be quite a yeah, seismic week for them. We all think, we all think that
7: they're going to be in
3: trouble. Yeah, and we're going, going to, to have and You mentioned yeah. not to
2: tell you there, Stan, but we'll we pick this up next week when you know seven days is a long time in football. Anything could be happening at Wolves then, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more to talk about because we'll have the Premier League. We'll have the Falls Panel back. Oh, good, won't we? And Stan's yeah, got a chance going. to go the whole
3: season. I'm sure he's going to. Yes, you know, I, I, I don't think I
2: actually mentioned who'd won the Fools Panel oh, last yeah, season. It's ben Fletcher. I, I won't go. <laughs> no, I won't go into it now. It just it, it, seems, it was me, by the way. Oh yeah. So cheers, Stan. We'll catch up with you next week. All the best. Good end. Take care. This is Dan Collymore there looking at some of the big issues of the day. So, we yeah, have live racing coming up very shortly. We head back to Glorious Goodwood with Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly for our third race of the afternoon. Don't forget clips of the week at 3:30. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. for our third race of the afternoon, the Coral Golden Mile Handicap. Uh, 21 runners announced this morning. I don't know if that's changed at all, but... Uh, we have got
3: 20 runners, but still... Plenty so of work for you.
2: How many we got going off in this one? 20. Right, okay. Love
6: this. Love this race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Lizzie and her pointer will be working overtime mm. um, because the way this course can run, you get a lot of hard luck stories and horses trying to come from off the pace. And also... Um, there is an interesting dynamic to this race. With there being 20 runners, it's a mile. You do need to probably be drawn low, which means hmm. one to sort of ten uh, in this particular race, because you're obviously going the shortest way round. Yeah. And um, Lizzy is very cold.
5: I am Are you? frozen. Freezing here today. Really? Yeah, mm. freezing. Horrible old wind chill coming through. <coughs> oh
2: dear. You got a coat on, Lizzie? I brought... do
5: have a coat on, yeah, but I should have brought my puffer jacket. Oh dear, blimey, oh, It's not boy. that
2: cold. That You're chilly mortal, I've noticed that. You do like a big coat, don't you? You do feel the cold, Lizzie.
5: Yeah, I've, I've got to have a sort of sleeping bag on. <laughs> the
6: three <laughs> of you could huddle up. It.
5: Yeah, what? well, we're, we're, I mean, it's a fairly small space to begin with. <laughs> we're like penguins.
6: Can, can I just say, we basically, there's, we are basically, there's two feet with three people in it. Hmm. So it's very compact and bijou. Oh, beautiful.
3: Be are we going to get to this Dean Saunders thing or not? So?
2: Um, I tell you yeah. what, the race, there's, there's still quite a few of them going. Yeah. Should we hear from Dean Saunders? Yeah. I think we're going to be able to. Dean Saunders did an impression of Rupert this morning from Goodwood when he was with. Uh, Big Allen. So can we hear it? Let's have a listen.
6: We're on yeah. the golf buggy and he's got... Oh, no, he's got the scoreboard. Oh, no, no, no. My Ollie is winning the tournament yet again. He can't win it three years running, Dean. We'll have to... C- We've got to win it, Dean. We can't let Ollie win it. Unbelievable. Come
2: on, Dean. It wouldn't fool anybody. <laughs> Not yeah. really. It was <laughs> quite stylized. When do you think, Lizzie, marks out a ten for the Dean Saunders impression?
5: Um, I love the fact he's gone really nasally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's like Frank Sidebutton. <laughs>
6: yeah. He could have just coughed and then that would have been fine. Yeah. 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 Sure, you you don't really you speak, that. you
5: only cough. Okay. That's Um, how you that's how you talk to people. and
6: and I can't do a Dean Saunders, um, I don't think. Go on, give me your best shot. Go Um, on. Hello boy. (laughs) Oh I have got a very rude one, isn't he? Central casting. (laughs) I've managed five hundred and fifty teams and played for six hundred clubs and didn't last longer than a week with any of them. In the booting.
2: Fantastic. Back for the feature race then guys. We'll catch up with you later. There we are, Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly. The next race is the King George Catlar Stakes at 3.35. But uh, we should let you know, by the way, that um, Racing UK is the only uh, racing... Sorry, Racing TV. I mean, wash your mouth there. Racing TV is the only channel where you can watch every race live from the Catlar Goodwood Festival and indeed the Galway Festival this week. Head to racingtv.com to join now I'm sure uh, somebody who's often glued to racing TV is our next guest Martin Kellner mm-hmm. yes it is time to look at uh, a bit of a weaker sport on TV with squad number nine Martin Kellner good afternoon Martin
4: Good afternoon to you. Yeah, I'm not actually glued to uh, racing TV uh, because I'm trying to gamble responsibly. Oh, well, Um, well,
2: you can do that and still watch it. But they well, you know, I mean, gamble that's responsibly. That's yeah, true. I'm
4: gambling. I, I've obviously had back West Ham to uh, finish in the top 10. but a That's not very that, responsible. It's <laughs> not responsible at all, uh, given the lack of action, or comparative lack of action, uh, in the close season. Mm. Um, yeah, I watched quarterback on uh, on Netflix. Yeah,
2: now we, we kind of previewed this with um, Todd Macklin. It's um, Patrick Mahomes and other yeah. sort of big hitters for, who play quarterback in the NFL, wasn't it? Behind the scenes.
4: It is. It's Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, the stress is on Patrick Mahomes because of the three of them. Uh, He's the big star. Having said that, of the stories that 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 they're covering, and they're saying that it's an eight it's an eight episode uh, series. So, like a lot of stuff on Netflix, it's pretty bloated. Um, and I think we're going to get more of that with the actors and writers' strike. Mm. Clearly, they're running out of, you know, dramatic stuff. Yeah. So when they do do these sports documentaries, which are great to watch, and it's great for me because, uh, you know, there's always something to cover for the show. Mm. Um, but, they're go- you know, they're going to stretch them out more. Um, but, they, you know, they're both unprecedented access and in this case they really get it because it's the first time it was during the 2022 season it's the first time that uh, a microphone we've seen them sorry we've seen them in racing but it's the first time or and in uh, formula one and such like but it's the first time that the quarterback in nfl has had you micro- have had microphones attached so we you know we hear the plays um and the, the names of the plays which is interesting halo sombrero and sabre were three of the uh, this was uh, Kirk uh, Cousins when he was uh, in training. Mm. You know, with three of the—I um, mean, I thought they were three of the Spice Girls. but yeah, they running at in Goodwood in, this yeah, afternoon. <laughs> yeah, all running at Goodwood. Um, but it is interesting, you know, to see all that is interesting, and it brings home to you this program the you know the pivotal position of the quarterback and the fact that I think they have uh, Peyton Manning, obviously a Hall of Fame quarterback. On he says, you know, when a when a three hundred pound lineman is trying to kill you, mm. yeah have to know everyone else's job as well as your own yeah. so um it's uh, if they're going to stress sort of one particular position obviously quarterback is the one um and, and as i say patrick mahomes is the uh, the main stress of the program is on him because he obviously won the mvp at the uh, uh at the Super Bowl. and they, and they mic can, them
2: up don't they mic them up around them games on. which yeah. is always interesting
4: it's fascinating. Mm. Uh, my favourite bit is actually Kirk Cousins, who the other two are a little bit younger. Kirk Cousins, more in the uh, sort of veteran stage of his mm. career. And uh, he's talking about a, a stage because obviously there's a scrutiny that they're under. Is you know we we see it in the Premier League, but multiply that by two or three, and you get an idea of the you know the media scrutiny that some of these quarterbacks are under, um, and they do a, a bit with him when he's uh, being criticised quite heavily uh, in the media, and he quoted Margaret Thatcher. Wow! And I think really? blimey, American <laughs> footballers! I didn't realise Margaret Thatcher was such an important figure in the NFL. But he said, I love this quote from Margaret Thatcher, hmm. who apparently said, "I won't do the." voice <laughs> did he,
6: he do the voice he was, no he didn't do the oh, voice either
4: however if you listen in the middle of the night i've got steve he can do I'm the voice spitting. that's yeah. true oh, he can do all the different voices yeah. but um yeah kirk cousin says um i love this quote from margaret thatcher if my critics saw me walking on water mm. they'd say it's because i can't swim uh, which is how he, he sums up the fact that uh, you know, he's under heavy criticism. Whatever he does, there's no um, yeah, he's going to get criticised. And there's a lot of it, this programme is, you know, birthday celebrations and the key, rather like all those documentaries, yeah. the Ronaldo and all the other ones. Uh, it's them with their kids. It's showing what a regular guy they are. If you're interested, Kirk Cousins buys his shirts from Target. Who'd have thought Oh wow, what about him? He's Mm. an ordinary guy, Um, and Kevin O'Connell, his new coach, says, this is something I've noticed as um, a sort of neologism, if you like, a a sort of new term that's Hmm. brought in a lot, uh, and that's process. Uh. Yeah, he says, he's such a process-orientated, driven guy. Uh, and I've noticed they're using it in the rugby league all the time. You know, the rugby league: oh yeah, they've got to get back to the process or back to the process. Trust the process. That's trust the, trust the yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. And people are using it all the time. Um, I've also noticed that uh, you, you can't be focused anymore. Hmm. You've got to be laser focused. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I blame the Tories. There is no focus. They just, oh yeah, we're laser focused, laser focused on delivering. Um, but yeah, if, if you're if you're interested in, even if you're not interested in the NFL, if you're just interested in sport, mm. uh, I think uh, quarterback is uh, yeah, it's it's obviously yeah. a, a very lavish series. You know, it's well produced. The people you want to hear from are in it. They mic'd up the uh, the guys for the first time. Yeah, and uh, I would whether you last out eight episodes. Mm. Because some of it does get a bit technical, right? Um, or not, I don't know, but certainly the you know the first few episodes are well worth watching. It's on Netflix.
2: Well, on Netflix, okay. uh, I've, I've seen this advertised on ITVX, and I'm, I'm tempted. It's Boris Becker: The Rise and Fall. We've got
4: about sort of 3 of cut back two or three minutes on this, Martin. What do you think? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can tell you about that. Rise and fall in two or three minutes. Um, <laughs> it's it's good. It's good actually. Yeah. I mean. It's Boris Becker, hmm. the rise and fall, and being human beings, we're more interested in the fall than the rise. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <great>. Obviously. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously we are. Good point and the programme tries to cover that but it starts in 1985 obviously mm. he won at Queen's, brilliant performance, uh, won at Wimbledon and absolutely t- took the tennis world by storm but then it keeps sort of flashing from 1985 to 2005 because they know we're watching for the fall you know so they're, they're, you've got this it's quite confusing you know you've got these time shifts all the time and I'm watching this I think what is this Christopher Nolan <laughs> so you know you never miss this one for the film buff set but you know so <laughs> You never know quite what era you're in, except you do, because um, clearly his life all uh, turned to—I can't think of the correct word there. Yes, yeah, we know the, you, uh, you. know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Uh, later on, and he's got all the. But I, I like the early stuff. There's uh, footage of him as an eleven-year-old at uh, Lyman in Germany, 1978 um absolutely you know he's still mm. you can see he's laser focused even at that uh, even at that young age did they cover uh, the, the cupboard incident oh they not only the cupboard but one I didn't know the horses in the bedroom did you hear about that one no
3: <laughs> oh that's
4: classic that's classic they do a lot of stuff with um now the the one the girl he was married to for uh, 14 years mm uh i've forgotten her name oh, so Barbara, the, it? yeah, yeah but Bar- no no the, it was the other one oh, right. uh, the one he, okay. the one he met in mu- well there are a lot of other ones but yeah. this was the one he met in miami <laughs> right um and she there's a lot of interview with her a lot of mm. you don't know, she described him as sweet kind and funny but also arrogant and he's a liar oh. <laughs> she, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you give him one hand and you take <laughs> yes, the yes she one. certainly <laughs> did she's charlotte <laughs> becker and she tells this story about you know you built this mansion in majorca mm. and she tells this story about how there's attacks on horses mm. in, um, in, in Spain so he took the horses and hid them in the bedroom Wow! and she said she came home and there were horses hiding in the bedroom well at the end of the show it's uh, because they do a lot of interviews with people who uh, are sort of dishing the dirt on uh, Boris Becker mm. if you like uh, including uh, Barbara's divorce lawyer and others. Hmm. So at the end, it gives you his denials. It prints those up on the screen, the denials. And then it says, the final one is, and he denied ever having horses in the bedroom. And I thought, who knew? Yes. But it's not something you'd make up. No, you know, if, it's if not. If Charlotte, Charlotte Lee was going to make up some lie about Boris Becker, yeah. it wouldn't be he hid his horses in the bedroom. No. <laughs> uh, but apparently he did, and some of them may be running at Goodwood this afternoon. Who knows? Well, that has piqued my interest, I must yeah. say. Yeah. The, horses, yeah, uh, the horses in the bedroom. It's, and it's, and a, great, it's a great documentary, mm. which I have to say. I've, you know, Even if you're not a tennis fan, I know you're not a, a huge tennis fan, uh, Andy. No, but I you, like documentaries you, about he tennis. He did, he loved yeah, that. Reason. I love God's, you God's like tennis. Old, yeah, yeah, Gotham you're like tennis. old tennis. And there's quite a bit of that.
2: So nervous, you're back, uh, so that's on ITVX. You're back overnight, yes. Martin, are you?
4: back overnight yeah tonight and tomorrow and we've got the boxing uh, tomorrow as well oh good so uh, we're doing that live uh, i think it must be in vegas because about five o'clock in the morning that's um, brilliant but we do yeah we do have a bit of steve mallon as well um in the show because he's very funny and um yeah we thought it'd be a change to have someone funny in the show and <laughs> we're uh, and we're looking ahead to the rugby union world cup
2: oh brilliant mm. okay so it's all uh 1am 6am overnight m. tonight yeah. and tomorrow indeed uh, and martin uh, we'll catch up you next week thanks very much
4: absolutely cheers
2: boys Martin Kellner the king of overnights uh, can't walk the streets of Kuala Lumpur mobbed <laughs> uh, he's back at 1am uh, tonight if that makes sense. So, uh, more live racing to come before that. Todd Macklin's going to join us. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, NFL coach signs Toilet Seat is among the headlines with Todd this week. We're, we're to- uh, good friends at Toolstation. Conquer any job with Toolstation's biggest ever summer sale. The Hawksby and
1: Jacobs Daily Podcast. When is York, Rupert? Uh, when is
2: your
6: is the
5: 22nd he? of <laughs> June, <laughs> June no not June August, yeah, August so,
2: yeah. 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 so that's August. it you, you two are going to be apart for about Two weeks? I mean, do you keep in touch? Do you miss him, Lizzie, when you're, you're not with him?
6: Um, no. No, okay, okay, Claire's not. <laughs> <laughs> she can't wait. She's basically saying, when can I get out of here? Uh, so she's... My
5: bag is already packed, so I'm, yeah. I'm holding on to the handle yeah. of my bag. <laughs>
6: she, she, Hugo is waiting for her in Devon. Oh, okay, my little Fantastic. boy. Oh, yes. to, of course we've met another him, we? person. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, brilliant.
5: the same Hugo. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> that one. yeah.
2: Well, look, brilliant work, guys. As always, we, thank we, you. we 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 enjoy it. We enjoy the live races from you guys. So, um, well, we'll catch up. with you at York, if not before. Thanks, thanks again.
5: Thank you, thank you.
2: Take care. That's Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly, of top week's racing. What a team from glorious mm. Goodwood. It's good. York is the ascot of the north. Did you yes. know that? Do you know what? I've, I've seen the course at York, but I've never been racing there. Have you been racing there No, I past? haven't. No, no,
3: but I used to it know it looks, it looks like in Scarborough loved yeah, it. Yeah,
2: yeah. it yeah, Darren Bent, Darren Ambrose with you at four o'clock, building up to the game for Ukraine live on TalkSport tomorrow at 5.30. Um, we just talking about horses in mm. the uh, in the house, weren't we? Um, this comes from Deb, Deb's ironing shop in Wakefield. Uh, I once went to a house in Manchester surveying, and the house had a horse in the living room. Hay all over the floor, absolutely absolutely. absolutely stunk. Well, it could have been worse all over the floor. The lady uh, who owned the place said, uh, I'm sorry, but we can't get the horse upstairs. (laughs) I'm not surprised, (laughs) like Daleks, aren't they? I left the house totally bemused. Shame we didn't have phones with cameras in those days. And we asked you about those things you always take with you, uh, because Beyonce, apparently when she goes on the road with the band, uh, she takes a fresh toilet seat for every venue that she insists on. Nobody can sit on it before her. Uh, this comes from Mossy, the Leeds fan. While staying in a travel lodge a few years back, I was joined in the lift by another guest carrying a microwave. I think he clocked me and he said, look, mate, I'm not mad. He said, but my missus is a bodybuilder and she needs to cook her porridge in the morning. So they took their own, uh, never went anywhere without the microwave. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I always take a packet of Pampers baby wipes with me when I play golf, just in case. Yeah, thank you, Matt. That's a touch too much information <laughs> that we really could have done about done without this afternoon. Anyway, um, never leave home without a shoehorn, says Andy in and Shoreham on oh, Sea. Good advice. Okay. A lot of people taking toilet rolls. Somebody a Swiss Army Knife and all sorts of other stuff as well. Sorry we didn't get around to them, um, but we're going to bring you the clips of the week in a few moments time. And then, of course, we will be heading back to the two Darrens to bring you that fine build up show to the game for Ukraine.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: Well, there we are. That was this afternoon show. We return on Monday to start the build up to the Premier League. Uh, until then, um, thanks for listening and have a great weekend. You've been listening
1: to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.
0: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials?